Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine evening. Welcome to episode two fifteen. All of a sudden, it's just like I keep wanting to say two thousand when it just feels like it's been that many. Of course, it has not yet. It is episode two fifteen. This is Seat Time, the on loan show for the offer enthusiasts, and we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. We don't want to keep Mr. Wally Palmer going too long. He will be our first guest. But, of course, quickly, we want to say thank you to our guests of Fly Racing. You can learn more about those guys at flyracing.com. We'll talk a little bit about their 2017 gear launch that they had before with Shugle while we were in Colorado at the Seat Time Adventures. And then, of course, Kinda Tire. You're going to be able to get a good look at the Ibex Tire if you haven't yet at the TKO this coming uh, week and a half, if you will. Uh, or you can go ahead and get one of the sticky compound prototype tires or get one of the, the stinking, uh, one of the real living rooms. All that stuff's going to be great at the TKO. And then, of course, uh, SRT Off-Road, uh, supporter of the Mr. Badass Wildman Wally Palmer. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. So thank you very much for the support. We've got Papa Pierce back on this evening. We're going to do a tad bit of diving into some of the Sea Time Adventures talk just because now that we've got him and he's been on that twice now. Um, but let's just go for it. So, Mr. Wildman Wally Palmer, what the hell's been going on with you since the last time we got a chance to talk with you way back in 2015? Ah, not much. Just trying to get ready for the season. Is it is it weird for you guys now that we're like to that point that it's like okay, now it's our turn to have a season? Nah, I like it. It's a little bit better that way. We're used to endure across instead of riding it once every two months. Yeah. So. I know it's it's I think it's got to be good now I say this for the industry but who knows in the long run because supercross is over motocross is over and everybody's just testing right like the other side of the world if you will like of of racing dirt bikes in North America and so maybe hopefully this will give them a little bit of chance to kind of focus in on y'all's side of the sport a little bit and and what you guys are doing on dirt bikes Yeah there's nothing else going on so you got this endure cross going on so maybe to Try it. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be even better if they try it. I really doubt they will. What was it? Uh, Atlanta 2014 where Phil Nicoletti came out there? Oh, yeah. That oh, was... dude, he hated life. I don't even yeah, think they changed his suspension. They just, like, did the clickers. They didn't play with the dampening at all. And he was like, nope, I'm done. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't like it at all. He thought it was fun, but it's, you know... Jumping rocks and logs wasn't too smart. Especially no. with the motocross set, settings. Yeah. You know, hard, stiff. Ugh. Well, Cody Webb's talked some interesting stuff about how you guys are running suspension, so we're talking about that right now. What is one of the evolutions that you've noticed in Enduro Cross, and how do you run your suspension? Uh, this year it's going to be stock. So, <laughs> we got 3PSX stock suspension. Should be good. All right. Uh, and so, when. I mean, is that so? When you're saying stock, literally, like you're gonna have you having the air forks, you've got whatever WP shot comes on the rear, and you're just gonna play with the clickers until it feels good. Yeah, basically, because you want it stiff, but you want it soft. So it's, I think, stocks is gonna be good enough. Because we're gonna be jumping stuff, so you can't soften it up too much. That's true. This is true. That's got to be one of those weird little areas to play with. Does that Can that kind of change per track? I mean, granted, in your case, being stock and a little bit more on that privateer kind of side of things, you wouldn't have chances to, like, 
dive into actually adjust your suspension dampening. But um, would that be the case that some people would want to be able to do that on different track layouts? Or are you kind of always jumping something so there's never a case to like not stiffen it up? Yeah, we're going to be jumping stuff, so there's you can't really change it too much. Right. It's going to have to, you know, you don't want to soft. You do want it soft, but not when you do a log triple or something, and it kind of hurts. Yeah, nobody yeah. needs that. Um, so you've bought a 2017 350 SX. Is that correct? That's what you're going to be running stock this year for uh, for Enduro Cross. Yeah. All right, now talk to us about your SRT setup this year. I mean, so you're you're on the team this year for Enduro Cross. Yep, on the, yeah, on the team this year, full full contract with that, so that's good. Um, really good guy. He's been sponsoring a lot of people, a lot of events, so it helps. And then, uh, yeah, he's all he's all about endure for us. So you know, Craig, he does he dumps a lot of money into it. He bought um, Corey and me a Sprinter van to use for the year. For Endure Cross, no and shit. he that's won a lot. Awesome. Yeah, Sprinter Van is nice. It's, you know, power washer built in, full air, so it's good. A power washer built into it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you could hold water and, like, start up the generator and, like, like power washer, power washer? Yeah, it's an electric generator. And, um, yeah, it's, a, it's like the KTM one, but I think it's, a, you know, a little bit better because he, yeah, the lights. So it should be good. Okay. When this is over or whenever you just feel like you want to, if I start talking too much, I would like pictures of this setup. Because this guy and I still have 06? 07. 07 Sprinter. And we just kind of like still haven't like totally done anything with it. You know, it's gone through small iterations, but I think just having an electric power washer sounds yeah, well, like now, pretty now amazing. Now that we have an RV, we don't need to use the Sprinter this is as an true. RV. This so is true, but still. That frees up all <laughs> kinds of options. I agree. So we want to check that out. All right, well, Mr. Wally Palmer, um, what are your expectations going into the TKO before Enduro Cross? Now, we talked a little bit about the fact that you're going to be riding a different bike as well. So tell us about why yeah. that's the case. Um, I didn't want to do it just because I didn't want to get hurt before Enduro Cross, but... Last year at TKO, I ripped my ACL, Ooh. falling down a hill. So, decided to go ride the two-wheel drive bike and try it again. Yeah, yeah, we got a great picture of you last year. Unfortunately, <laughs> at the moment where you were tearing your ACL, it's such a horrible, horrible moment. And I think you and I actually went back through the pictures a little bit, and I sent you kind of a little bit of the of the segment. Uh, but the one that I kept on the photo epic from last year was pretty much the one that was the the winner, if you will. There's not really winning in that situation because of the fact that you tore your ACL doing it. But you finished. I mean, you went and did. You still did four laps. Um, you were technically last, but then you smoked your tire out like a crazy ass uh, sob there at the end. Is that should we expect that more from you? Well, last year I broke the bike right before the main so you basically gas it it turned left so <laughs> i shouldn't have went out there with that bike just because it wasn't i hadn't, didn't have enough time to fix it so when i went down that hill and i guessed it i went over the bars so i knew i was gonna fall but didn't expect it to snap my leg and then um yeah after that i was to finish that i couldn't even walk stand up and um trying to get up yeah, it was rough. Uh, well, how long did this it take year, you to recover? Oh, yeah, go ahead. 
Nah, this year I'm just going to try to finish it. If it rains, it'll be good. I haven't rode the two-wheel drive bike in like a year, so it should be good. Jump on it and at the race and ride it. <laughs> I like that. You're like, ah, you know, it's probably still the same. Whatever. We're just going to go with it and see what happens, right? Yeah, it's in a million pieces right now, so I'm just putting together. Got a couple. It's going to be tight getting it ready, but we should should be all right. Yeah, well, uh, you need to definitely make sure that it doesn't still turn left. Yeah, I fixed that problem. Okay, what what causes that? I mean, I get it I get, because of the fact that the drive shaft, it's probably got so much torque that something was loose, so it was kind of pulling the wheel to the left, but what was it that was broken? Yeah, I broke a drive shaft. I hit a rock pretty hard, and then um, so the drive shaft was slipping, so it was making it turn a little bit. But it still worked. It just, yeah, hold on a little bit harder. But, um... Yeah, fix that. Should be good. Nice. Nice. Well, um, okay. And so going into TKO, though, it's kind of one of those things where you probably weren't going to do it, but now you know, okay, it's it's a good idea to do it. You never know. I could go out there, maybe make a little bit of money, have a little bit of fun. Well, we know you're going to have fun. It's it's an enjoyable event for sure. Unless you tear your ACL. Unless you tear your ACL. That's never fun for anybody. That's for damn sure. Uh, you're going to go out and ride the Christini for the first time in a year, so it sounds like a good way to just go out and have a good time. Don't put any pressure on yourself and definitely don't try to push it. Right? <laughs> Make the main and have fun. I like that. And don't finish last. Yeah, that, that's the plan. Yeah. Well, don't, uh, don't, don't pull a pierce. Don't pull a pierce. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a 150. I was going to ride in the 150 there, but I watched videos from last year, and <clears throat> we were throwing the bikes up the hills, down the hills. So I was like, yeah, I ain't doing that on a new bike. Yeah. And so were you watching our video from last year offhand, the one that's on YouTube that anybody could watch? Was it the one that's all wet? I have it was no raining idea. and yeah, it was horrible. That was uh the the rain and the rain and the wet shit. I remember that was two thousand fourteen, wasn't it? Because last year yeah. I think we got some rain, but we didn't get nearly what we had gotten for two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that was great. I was finished third until the main and then um <clears throat> I used all my energy second and couldn't do anything in the main. Uh, you blew so, your wide too so early. So really, the, the knockouts in the morning, they really do contribute to your conditioning for the main? Like if you oh, yeah. Up, I use all my energy. Uh, okay. Because there's, what, about an hour in between them or something like that to collect your thoughts, yeah. put gas in the bike, oil the chain, have a monster, and move on. <laughs> shout yeah, shout out, Micah. Shadow Vodka. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we saw Johnny Walker. He was sick last year while he was there at the TKO. But you could tell he was getting yeah. just more and more beat down. And even though he was doing really well and trying to push against Cody Webb last year at the TKO, Cody Webb, but the, finally at the last, like, two or three laps, Cody, Cody Webb was able to make a pass on him. To kind of second. Kind of pull away from him. Oh, yeah, but did you should have seen him at the end where everybody else is like, woo okay we're here we're yeah, on our dirt bikes and he was like literally leaned over just about to vomit everywhere having somebody pour water all over him that should have been my job I, i'd have totally been his water boy that'd have been fun yeah i watch i watch cody wait for, for him going up a hill he catches up cody would take off i'm like really he was like at the top of the hill looking back stopped waiting for him to catch back up it was like the halfway point so that was that was crazy. Yeah, it's got yeah, so, and it sucks that he got hurt that he's not going to be coming this year. But what do you think about the growth of? Before we start talking a little bit more about Enduro Cross, what do you think about the growth of the the, the event TKO? 
um, because you know last year we got a chance to pull in guys like Johnny Walker. Um, we saw Mike Brown come back. Colton Haker had his first attempt at the TKO. And then next year, I'm sure that Johnny Walker would have been back, and Taddy probably wanted to be back too, but I know that Taddy really wants to put his effort towards Enduro Cross this year. But Graham Jarvis, Wade Young, two guys that haven't come over before for an event, um, are coming over. Well, Graham Jarvis has, but mm-hmm. not for the TKO. So this could be interesting. Um, do you think that they have what it would take to beat Cody Webb, who seems to have done extremely well the past three years at this event? Uh, uh, Cody's flying through rocks. He goes through them like sand. So I don't know how he does it, but <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. And it, I didn't know Graham Jarvis was coming, so yeah. that's going to be fun to watch at least. Yeah, I I know. It's like maybe we shouldn't make the main. We should just get ourselves into the spectator seats and go have fun with it. Yeah, and, and here's an opinion I have, and I don't know if it, I just maybe you could agree or disagree or we could talk about it is – Graham Jarvis isn't a sprinter. And if you look at what the TKO event is, is it's, you know, you do your hot laps, so you're sprinting. You know, you're going for fastest time. Graham Jarvis is fast, but I just don't know if he's got, like, the sprint speed that somebody like Cody Webb would have or even Johnny Walker to that point. And then we go out, you guys do the two TKO rounds, the knockout rounds, which are the longer loops, right? So that might be a spot where Graham Jarvis, he's not going to have any problem qualifying, obviously, in those situations. But once you get to that last round, tell me, like, how fast-paced is it? It looks like Cody Webb, Johnny Walker, Taylor Robert, all you guys out there were just going as fast as possible in those, in those last nine laps. But I, I don't know if Graham Jarvis has that sprint speed capability in him to ride that technical terrain. I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of like what I think. Yeah, there's there's no showstoppers. There is, but they're going through them so fast. Like three laps, I'm tired. I'm like, these guys are still going this speed. So it's it's definitely tiring. And they don't, yeah, Cody Webb just keeps the same speed going. So unless it's like 20 laps and we're all getting tired and then he keeps going, Graham keeps going, passes everybody, but... Oh, uh, it's going to be um, interesting. If it rains, it's going to be it's going to be cool if it rains. I hope it rains. Yes, so. you're right. Because 2014 was crazy because they were going up the waterfall that year, or you guys were going up the waterfall that year. So to watch these guys do this as it's raining, like it was absolutely insane. Like you, I don't, yeah, I don't know how you guys do half the shit you do on a motorcycle, and then you go do that kind of crap. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep watching and taking pictures. <laughs> Chris, just one thing. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's more. Graham won this year's Hertzberg. Yeah. Crash. Uh, so, I mean, he's rock central. He doesn't have to go fast. He just has to stay on. You know, he's like Malcolm Smith. He's so darn smooth. He's going faster than fast. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't have to sprint if you don't make mistakes And something. It's only nine laps. I say that, but Erzberg is forever and forever and forever. And he won that this year by 33 minutes. Yeah. Yep, and then if you look at some of those technical sections, and that's the thing is I think to his to Wally's point is he said there's no real showstoppers, where Erzberg is yeah. technical trail riding to showstoppers, yeah. to like, you know, uh, like to Carl's Diner and then to, you know, Dynamite and to all these like extremely tough technical sections where it's a lot of mental capacity to make sure you're picking the right lines to get yourself kind of picked through these things. And I think that that's a good, solid point to what, what, what Wally was saying is that 
probably the waterfall would really be the most showstopper of those. It just depends on which way you guys are going. If it's this, if it's 2014 and it rains, like Wally's saying, that's hey, a, show, that's a showstopper. <laughs> Like yeah. for sure, but if you guys are going down it, you know, where, and you guys you going down it was where you tore your ACL, um, so and that was just because you were turning left. Did you, did you just oh, like? Still yeah. Did you still have? Did you have like visions of NASCAR? Was that part of it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're getting to Enduro Cross. Tell us now, what were you doing as we got connected on the phone? I was booking uh, plane tickets. So you're eight booking rounds. all eight rounds right now. Yeah, attempting to more at round two. That is a that is a, a significant amount of change, which you don't need to disclose any information. But um, in, in doing what you do, privateer racing enduro cross, what does it take for you to make even just that money back? Nah, you don't. <laughs> it's real hard to get your money back because. From Jersey to California, it's so expensive. It's like five to seven hundred dollars each round. So if you basically make the main, you get five hundred bucks. So if you do good, you get more. But so basically, make the main to to cut away your you know your expense. Yeah. So it's a lot like you know listening to the Paul Pemex show, all that kinds of stuff. Trying to pay attention to motocross and everything. It's the same thing. It's it's like even though it's ten guys versus the twenty you would have in Supercross. It's make the main or you don't make money. I mean, it's a kind of. Yeah, it's the yeah, same way. Yeah. Mm, that so there's there's no show. Like, there's no show money at all. Yeah, it's, there's some there's some money, but when you're flying and renting cars and. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then, at least you guys get to have a sprinter van, right? So how is that going to work out? Do you guys fly to a certain spot and then figure out when and where you guys are going to maybe leave a sprinter van and then fly back to it with bikes in it? Well, or? Yeah, Corey Griffin, he drive, he's going to drive it to all the races. So as soon as we get there, you're, you're set up and ready to go. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, it was uh, ship your bike in a container, not a container, in a crate. Get in a rental car, work on your bike at your rental car. That was rough. So that was it's a lot better now. That's like doing the ISDE eight times, like getting your yeah, bike crated that, yeah, and everything. Get there, uncrate it, crate it back up after the race, and yeah, that was yeah, that was rough. I'm trying. So to, I've been doing it well, years. So yeah, I'm trying to look at the schedule here. Are there any? Uh, what are the new? What are the new rounds? Did you notice? We got Atlanta, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's a new one. Salt Lake City. You guys have done that before. I believe you've done Phoenix. You've done Denver. Everett, Washington. You've done Boise. You've done, and Ontario. So it looks like Sioux Falls, South Dakota is probably the newest, the newest one that's going to be on, on the. And that's the one you're on right now that you're booking, right? It's uh, round two. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's outdoor one. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun outdoor. Interesting. And yes. then, um, so you guys do go east coast to kind of central to west coast to southwest to Colorado, west, west, Ari- west. Yeah, got Arizona on there too. Yeah. Yeah, looks like that'd be good. That'd be hot. Yeah, so and be- in the and when you when you go to say like Ontario, I know you guys have been to Ontario, you know, quite a few times to end off the season for the past couple of years. 
do the tracks ever feel the same? I mean, are they is it, they're just always so different? I don't know if they keep the same dirt there or any of that kind of stuff. So, no, it's just the dirt. It's all it gets wet anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So, just obstacles what they decide to build, like big big tire double, big long rock sections. So, it's all it's all the same type. Take it as but it comes. It just What's depends that? how yeah. hard you want to go and how slippery. Yeah. How badass you want to make it. Well, it cool, is what dude. It is, and you ride what they what they set up. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, any 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 other things that you've got out there for crazy people like you know that, that enjoy doing and, and pay attention to Wild Man Wally Palmer doing crazy ass shit and trying not to get hurt? It, that's the plan, but now nah, just just like to have fun. Um, you can see all the stuff I post on Instagram and Snapchat. So it's been a lot of craziness. When I went mountain biking yesterday, I had a good crash, but. Fell probably like 20 times, finally got it, riding down this big log down a straight downhill. So, probably shouldn't have done it, but yeah, it needed, needed to be done. Needed to be done. Yeah. You know, you said something interesting, and let's just get a little social and weird here. Totally off dirt bikes for a second. You said Snapchat. And Instagram came out with Instagram stories. What do you think? It's a lot. So I put my Snapchat up to like 1,500 people. So it's like a cool guy, little crowd. And then um, you now Instagram has their story. So it's between like five and 10,000 people look at it. So it's like, I missed Snapchat was a lot easier, but so now you got to do two. It's like sucks. I, just, you, I never got into Snapchat because of that. Like I was like, I'm not adding another app to like open and play with, right? So like, but now I've been playing with stories. Like I kind of got Snapchat. I just didn't ever feel like getting into another app, right? Like so, but now that it's there, I'm kind of like every now and again, I'm kind of like, okay, I'll take a random picture that doesn't really matter in the world of pictures. Like, you know, you're taking something that's going to disappear. So obviously there's little, there doesn't need to be any effort. Yeah, well, like you you post like riding videos, you're out there riding, crashing, people doing crazy stuff. So it's it's more fun like that, but so it's like more like a like a media thing for sponsors. I think you know you post a picture of your boots or something. You know you got like five to ten thousand people looking at it compared to like you know posting on Facebook or something. So you get a lot more interest. Interesting. In your product, so. Well, one question I'd like to ask you are you are right on the verge of being top five. Period. You know, you're you're breaking in the top ten. You're sometimes winning. You're sometimes making top five. Uh, this year, do you see yourself as a as a consistent top five finisher with the improvements you've made and the new bike? I'm talking Endurocross, not TKO. That that's too much for yeah. there. But how do you see yourself and and you know, what's it going to take for you to be the guy that they're all talking about next year? It's stamina. I got the speed. It's just the stamina is just three laps. I'm tired, and these guys are like machines. They keep going. But I work full-time, basically, and so they wake up, you know, ride, and they're able to ride every day and train. So I lose that. I still try to ride almost every day, but from working and doing everything so 
the top five guys are, you know, they train a lot. The top ten do too. So all those guys are training hard. And from Jersey, nobody rides endurocross. Yeah. So I have to track by myself. Yeah. Everybody else, they all get to ride together. You know, Colton, Kyle, everybody, Corey, they all ride together and have fun. I do it by myself. New Jersey. So it's kind of <laughs> hard to push yourself or ride with somebody. My one buddy comes out and he started with work boots on my Endura Crest track ride on me. And then um, he was hitting some big jumps. I'm like, this guy's nuts. So I got him, you know, boots and knee pads and everything, gear. So he rides with me, so it's pretty fun. But so he cuts the track, tries to keep me um, on my toes. Ah, <laughs> uh, friends. Yeah. Well, thank you. I got one video on Instagram, me jumping over his head on the tire double. <laughs> so, he didn't want to wear a helmet. I'm like, dude, put a helmet on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I jumped over him. Um, that was six uh, years ago. I have memories of being on the bottom of that. Remember with K-Dub? Oh, yeah, getting doubled? Yeah, on a, on I thought it was a bit He's on his 80 at Liberty, Mississippi, and he doubles and I don't. I'm on a you know PE enduro bike. And I got K-Dub flying over my head on a Kawasaki 80. That's an interesting view, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Back be, when he was a little K-Dub. Underneath a motorcycle? He was a Wee-Dub. That's the thing. Well, dude. Keep having fun, kick ass, good luck. A TKO yeah. will be there. Uh, we're going to be getting there sometime Friday afternoon-ish. Hopefully it can roll out yeah, early on Friday. So we'll be there. I'll be doing the amateur race again on Saturday. I think I'm on row nine. Ten. Uh, I don't know. They sent me something that said nine, but then oh, the okay. other sheet said ten. So yeah. that's I, whatever. I'm in the nine, ten area. So if you're on there on Saturday, feel free to uh, pat me on my ass when I look like I'm tired. Give me a little motivation. And then I'll take yeah, pictures I'll break, of you on Sunday. Yeah. Can go. <laughs> Thanks. I'm gonna put more in your way. It'll make it more interesting yeah, for me while I stand here. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just remember, there's no showstoppers. Yep. This yeah. Right. True. Believe just, that just until the, you see just it. Just the amateurs. Right. Yeah. Just the amateurs out there. No showstoppers. Until I'm in the trail, and then I'm the showstopper. Like, damn it. Well, you did good yeah, last right? year. You did fine last year. I did. He I did. went out. He qualified for Sunday, but didn't ride so he could take pictures. Damn straight. What's wrong I took with that picture? A great picture of Wally's ACL getting torn. Well, you still could have gotten that. You wouldn't have made it to the main. Damn straight, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have tried. I know, I know. Well, cool. Mr. Wally Palmer, thank you very much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. I'm sorry it's been so long. Good luck on your yes. 2017 350SX kick ass for SRT because they're one of our sponsors. And I know that they've been a huge sponsor and supporter of you. Um, and just, yeah, have fun, if nothing else, right? Yeah, it's all about fun. That's all it's about. All right, well, I'm going to drink so a beer for you. And check your skid plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you guys. Go uh, work on that stamina. Remember, left hand, then right hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, take it easy. All right, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Bye. I'm oh. embarrassed. You're embarrassed. That's okay. It's allowed. I just saw it. Let's see this. I'm just like, oh, Eric Kudla is talking about us on the internet. Look. Oh, there's that fat guy on the couch next to you. Oh, that's me. Oops. TKO pre-show, bitches. Yeah, I like it. that should be fun this year. I don't know what the weather forecast is going to be. But uh, I took, if you remember, I took the uh, Inspire overhead shots. Yeah, and then the, and and then then the, the card shit the bed on us. 
and I got some pretty good shots. Uh, I didn't I didn't get the main. Would you be Would you be uh, Would you want to consider upgrading the camera? Uh, we probably need to upgrade the pilot before we upgrade the camera. <laughs> oh, it, Stephen said to pull the mic closer. Pull the mic a little closer. I'm not talking loud enough. Um, we probably need a pilot upgrade before we need a camera upgrade. Do we know Stephen? Do you have your mic on? Uh, turn yours on. Uh, do we know okay. if Ste- if Rob is coming to the TKO this year? I have not heard. Okay, we'll need to that. check with Rob and see if he's coming because what we might be able to yeah. do is get Rob involved again. Because oh, I know yes. we I know we never got a chance to really get him because he wanted to kind of play around with that using the second uh, transmitter and so. The did did y'all get the firmware good. updated? Did no. We, no, we did not get the firmware update. We need to do that before we get on the road this yes. year. Yes, do that at your house. Yeah, uh, I'm being I'm being not in the middle of Colorado. This week, this week we should oh, do that. I got pretty good shots. Oh, dude, Eric Kula's gonna be there. Sweet. I still can. Still can't hear you, Pop Pierce. You can't hear him at all. What happened? I don't know. Am I? Is there a button I'm missing? No. Oh well. Hit it. I'll just pull, talk loud and get picked back. up by yours. Put it back. Test one two. There we go. There we go. Now we're live and. Who knows? Who knows? Well, live as we can be. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if Kudla's riding. I'm flying in, so I can't bring gear or nothing. What a bum! I'm sure that we could figure out something. Um, if he wants some fly racing gear, we could probably get Dale to get him some. Um, okay, so let's talk about the TKO this year. I think this is going to be fun. We're going to get a chance to kind of speculate a little bit and talk about some of the riders that we've seen do well in the past, and then obviously riders that are going to be kind of new to this um what's going to be interesting i think is uh let's look i didn't get a chance to look up the list of invited pro riders versus registered pro riders did you get a chance to see that okay kind of a list and difference well i I focus more on no that's okay that's okay Uh, i'm gonna try to see if i can look it up while we're just kind of in the midst of this so if i look like i'm spacing out it's because i'm mainly trying to see if i can find that because sometimes they can post those kinds of lists so it's like these guys are invited and then these guys are pros but they're going to race saturday to try to qualify right so it'll be interesting to see what kind of new guys are going to come to this like one of the guys that, that comes to mind is drew higgins doing really well in the national enduro series first year in the full pro class not just the double a expert and i would wonder how he would do at one of these events um i don't think that this is something that he would actually want to do, like, but I, I could be completely off on that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it'd be interesting. I know that there's other guys like on that RPM team, like Cody was on last year when he uh, got another win that could potentially want to be doing stuff like this. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's going to be a little bit of new blood in the sense, just kind of um, in the our North American dirt bike dudes. Yeah. We don't need the Great be, Britons to come and what's that? clean our clock. No. We don't need the guys from Great Britain to come and clean our car. Not as of yet. By 33 minutes. But, I mean, it's a, it's a Cody, Cody Webb-Taylor-Roberts show pretty much for the last three years. Isn't that crazy? Like, most people don't even, like, I, I, don't, I don't think that people will look at, without looking at the results, would be like, oh, yeah, I know, Taylor-Roberts has been in the top three for the past three years. Well, he won. I know. Three. It's like, On two different brands. No, no, that's Cody Webb. Oh, oh, my mistake. But Taylor Robert has been right there too. That's what That's I mean. the thing. Cody it's Webb. like Taylor Robert has been has been super consistent as well. And he's kind of that guy when Cody Webb won on the RPM team that I, I honestly thought that Taylor Robert 
being that he was now on the factory KTM team and had the brand under his under his legs for a while, that he was going to start bringing it a little bit more. But I think with with uh, with uh, Johnny Walker having come over is going to be something that would be. Is he going to ride again this year? No, Johnny Walker That's got right, hurt he at hurt. Romaniacs, yeah. and so um, and so he will not be. Uh, he is not not healed up yet. Well, even Taylor Roberts been on, like you said, two different brands. A couple of years ago, was on Kawasaki. Yep. So let's see here. Let's see if we can find competitors. Here we go. Competitors. We got amateur row assignments. I bet you. That's you. That is. Let's see if we, let's see if they happen to. Oh, they have. Look at this shitty F. So unfortunately, they don't have any kind of distinction. Not row ten for you. Ten A. So there's like. Oh, but look. See Cody Potts. Like this is a guy from Texas. From Southern Texas, from Houston, he's a fantastic dirt bike rider. But for whatever reason, he didn't qualify last year. I think he did have some issues and things like that. But and at the same time, they've got these spots here. Okay, so yeah, so this says I'm on ten, but the thing I got says I'm on nine. So I might have already gotten bumped up one from cancellations potentially. Well, and then this so says the sponsor here. So I wonder if that is the fact either that those are people that the sponsor is putting in, literally like the Trials Training Center, or potentially for overflow of pro riders who haven't been invited to come in and attempt to make it. And I'm actually kind of worried about myself being that far back already. Because if you look, we've got one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six riders per row. There's going to be 60 riders in front of me, right, that can fall, create a bottleneck, and screw me over. Um, and that is, it sucks. Look, oh. Wolfgang Newworth. So I've got uh, I've got uh, Hunter's dad in the row in front of me. Will Presson, good job getting on the front row. Look at Mark Weeks getting on yeah. the front row. We've got Drew Kirby. He's qualified every year um, on the second row. I like this. I like this. This is good. Rick Nolan, good Texas guy. He's been on the show back in the day. He's good. Mark Cook uh, or Mark Cock, whichever, however saucy you're feeling. All the qualified guys are listed. Bam, we got a list. Pre-qualified, that's what we're talking about. So pre-qualified, here we go. I'm trying to see if there's anybody potentially just kind of off the charts new. Um, ooh, Lechtenbickler. Uh, but they're not coming. David Knight, but he's, no. Nope, nope, he's not coming. Nope, not no. coming. Nope. Paul Bolton got hurt. I used to enjoy watching him ride. Wade Young is coming for sure. Pick up that bike and just carry it around. Chris Bach will corners. not be coming. No, no, no. Destry Abbott is unfortunately having leukemia. I didn't check. Is there a, a GNCC that weekend? Oh, no, no, no. GNCC is on the summer break. They'll be back in okay. September for uh, their next round. Man. Good, oh, Hunter Newworth. Awesome. Way to go, dude. That's great to see. This is a huge list of people. That blows my mind that they would be like, hey, yeah, this many people are invited. Earned invites. Like, but yeah, come that doesn't on. mean they're going to come. That's huge. That's ridiculous. That's like anybody who's ever showed up before in the pro class come again. That's more than 40 riders. That's an outdoors motocross gate. I know. That's, that's kind of ridiculous. But, you know, whatever. We'll just go with it. September 11th is the next GNCC. 
Um, so this is cool. Like, it's fun. Like, I, for those of you who haven't done this before, this is a great chance to kind of, like, try one of these Bust hard Enduros. I'm sorry? Bust your ass. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but it's, it's all about consistency. Um, what you want to do is you want to not have any... Uh, Anything that's going to hold you up. You want to make sure that your momentum is carrying you forward at all times. And it's not 100% about speed. Now, obviously, right now, I'm talking about the amateur side of things. Um, with the way that they have it, we just have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of technical trail. Um, it, it, and it's really not super tough trail. So you don't have to ride. A lot of wet roots, a lot yeah. of rocks. You don't have to ride 98, 100% all the time. You just have to do that 90, 95%, ride smart have an awesome trail pace so that the second that you get to those kind of technical spots, that then you, you just kind of mosey on through and then you go, turn it back up to about 90, 95% and just keep the, keep the hammer on. And that's a good way to qualify. Um, and don't stop. So that's on the biggest hill, thing is you can't you stop. You can't let the bike stop. You get wheel spin. You get, we saw that even with the pros. Once they didn't, once they stopped, their problems were multiplied yeah. because then they had to get the momentum going again they'd they'd hang up on a ledge they'd hang up on a route on an uphill and just spin their back wheels yeah I, I saw some of the pros actually come back down the hill and this is the pros on Sunday so they could take another shot at it yeah that's that when you know behind it's tough the <laughs> that's when you know it's tough and what I uh to, to that point what's crazy is when you watch some of these times too when these guys get stuck um how how well that they can maneuver their body weight and then the torque of the engine to, and it, just to create that quick momentum. So they get stuck, right? They're like, ah, oh, but I got to pivot a little. So they kind of like, you could see them like kind of create a little bit of a bunny hop, if you will, with their legs. They yeah. kind of sink their ass down into the seat and get that traction from that wheel and they rev up the bike and just kind of burp, burp. like it's the craziest shit to watch them do this. Right. So if you guys haven't been to the TKO, it's definitely a spectator event. If you haven't raced it, sign up to be an amateur. It is a lot of fun. It is tough. Um, it's not two hours of easy riding. No. Um, and, but it's a great time. Um, and I just wanted to say that Barry Van Fossen in the chat room, you're the man. So I don't know if you remember Barry from the RIP but yeah. he also, he got a chance to do the rip again. He's been doing, I've seen him in all the pictures. He's been doing a bunch more now of their rides. Um, just got a chance to do rip to the Rockies with Cameron and those guys. They took about 10, 12 dudes, uh, plated bikes and everything, and did a bunch of 100, 100 plus mile days uh, up there in Colorado. Uh, so awesome, Barry. Wow. It's just been great seeing you continuously having fun on your dirt bike and, uh, and smiles. That's one of the things. I just communicated with Cameron today. Oh, He hooked me up with the Toyota ride coming up in Baja in September. Do you get to go? Well, guaranteed it's probably going to be while we're in Europe with my schedule. Oh, the I, way, can yeah. never, I can never hook up with Cameron and his team because of dates. Every time they have an event, there's something, something else. else. Like the Sea Time Adventures instead this of year. the Mission Strip. Yeah. So. But they just got back from their surf and turf and they they had a good time. Yeah, they yeah. did the surf and turf, and then literally, I think the next week they turned around and like Mike Myers, Barry, um, Cameron. Uh, I saw uh, a couple of the other. I'm just like totally losing names right now. Uh, Rusty, like they were all on their bikes in Colorado, kicking ass and taking names, and it was cool to see them uh, in Taylor Park. They had their their three tents set up for lunch there at the reservoir, like looking over the lake and everything. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? And I was like, man. I wish that we had the money to make that happen for us. Uh, 
But they do their ride a little bit different than we do. Sea Time Adventures is much more single track focused. Uh, it's it's not about covering as much mileage as it's about kind of finding more a little bit more of the gnarly right, stuff. Right. And for us, it's it's much less. I don't want to say fancy because fancy is not the right word. Cameron Steele takes your ass on some beat. Like so he will beat your ass, and not in a sexual way. Like your motorcycle will hate you. Um, but they were they're plated. They're able to like hit some of the the longer dirt roads and some of the concrete like when they the need Colorado to, to carry trying to trap. Yeah. Yeah, like the Colorado 500, 600, and stuff like that. So, or does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still do. They still. But do. he hooked me up with a Toyota ride in Baja in September. Hopefully, you get a chance to make it. I apologize if you don't now, because I know Mom's not going to care. She's just going to be like, "Well, we're going to Europe." But we can't go to the KTM rally this year. Sorry, South Dakota. I'm going to have to miss you. We we leave for Europe to ride down the Danube. Three days after I would get back, so that's yeah. too much of okay. a risk. Okay, well, let's continue this. So, some of the guys that I definitely had on my list uh, when we talk about TKO. So, 2015, we saw Cody Webb absolutely dominate, um, yes. and he won his third straight t- TKO. So, the obviously it's the Kenda Tennessee knockout. For those of you who don't understand why we're kind of by over two. Craig minutes. Reed, Cody. By, yeah, he won by over two minutes. Yeah, I was kind of confused by that. Uh, it's uh, so uh, Craig Reed. It's tlk.io slash seat time to jump in there. I see you're shooting us some messages on the Facebook Messenger. Jump in the chat room so we can keep that discussion going. I'd like to know a little bit more about what you're talking about with Cody breaking a chain and why he didn't qualify. Oh, uh, Cody, uh, you're talking about Cody Potts. Ah, okay. That's why I was like, Cody, Cody Webb qualified. He won. I was like, why am I so confused? That was it. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Craig Reed. Um, and then it's. Yeah, what was crazy for me is I'm kind of going back through, looking at the photo epic, which you can easily do at seattime.co slash photo epics, is to look around at, at how many times in the past four years that Cody Webb has been playing around with different bikes. He was on beta for two years, then he went to the RPM team, and then now this year, which he hasn't raced the TKO yet, but now he's still on a KTM, but he's on the factory KTM team. Mm-hmm. Um but you you can really see that evolution in that guy. Like it is just absolutely insane to see how how much stronger and how much better he's become as a rider and as a racer, um, as he has kind of moved up into that factory level position. Now I feel like he probably, if, even if he would have just stayed with Beta, I still feel like he would be a top three dominant person. But it's tough to say that he like it. You know, we haven't really got into the Enduro Cross season yet. He's done really well and won things that he's been involved in on the KTM team. But, it, you know, time to tell, especially with Taddy coming back into an Enduro Cross and things like that. Well, at that level, too, um, they have so much attention to the motorcycles. If he rode a Schwinn, they'd breathe on it so much it would be competitive. Oh, they just you know, know I mean? it. Yeah, they just. They take the motorcycle that's the basic motorcycle, as long as it's not a piece of crap. They take the basic motorcycle, they modify it for the rider, they modify it for the conditions, they modify it for the type of race, and before you know it, whether it's a Beta or a KTM or a Yamaha or whatever, they're very similar by the time you get to the end product. Because they, they at the professional level, they're able to tune the bike so much for the rider and the conditions, mm-hmm. that that's why they can jump from bike to bike. Now you and I, especially not me anymore, but you know, if you if you jump from bike to bike, you'd have, you know, as he was talking about, stock setting to stock setting to stock setting. It'd be, it'd be 
20, 30% difference. But if you get used to riding a bike set up like this, let's say it's brand A, and you're used, you love this setup in brand A, you jump to brand B, well, what are you gonna want? You're gonna want brand B to feel like brand A. Right. So they modify it, modify it, you know, you made, you were good enough in brand A to get to the next level in brand B. So you were good enough, this worked. You get the brand B, you take what you have, you make it more conducive to win for you, uh-oh, then you're up in brand C. Well, guess what you're doing now? You're making it like brand B, which you improved along the way. You didn't just leave it like brand A, right. but you started out that way. So as, as these professionals jump from brand to brand, it's not anywhere near as big a jump as it would be for you know, us lowly amateurs. Right, if I were like on a 450 KTM versus a 450 Cowie versus a 450 Yamaha. Now that it's like, to the to the other side of that, there's still the point, like you can look at Justin Barsha and the way he rides and look at James Stewart when he was on the YZ, like that reverse that engine. A different, that was like a he, totally different yeah, bike. You could tell that, that those, that, that I don't think it works that well, but I still think to the same point that you can still make a lot of those assumptions and you just kind of have to adjust. Well, yeah, Barsha goes from Honda to Yamaha. Now that Yamaha has a good bike, the Yamaha that James Stewart was on right. was not, you know, that's not competitive. You can't, you can't turn lead into gold. Right. That bike was lead. But you can turn, you know, you can turn gold and polish it like you can now. But uh, you got to start with a, with a quality machine. There's no doubt the betas are quality machines, especially with the suspension tuning that, that's been going on back there that we've had on the back show. Back there it still will. Several times. I know. Uh, but I, I don't see the, at the professional level, I don't see that big a change. I do see a big change though when Dungey went from Suzuki to uh, KTM, you know, from a rigid frame to a Twistoflex. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably a big change. But for the most part, Beta to KTM to Husky, they share a lot of parts anyway. Yeah, they do, they do. Um, so then we got Johnny Walker, yes. right? Last year, he's not making it back this year. We've already kind of touched on that a little we bit. We had him on the show last year. Maniacs. I'm sorry? We had him on the show. Yeah, he was on the show last year. Uh, it would be fun to kind of get his opinion. Maybe maybe I should reach out and see if I can get him back on, uh, do another interview with him just to see, get his thoughts on who he thinks is going to win this year now that we've got Graham Jarvis got and Wade left. Young coming over. You got one week left. I know. So then third last year was Taylor Robert. I think right. that that's an expectation. You expect to see Taylor Robert in the top three. Some of the stuff that kind of called out to me, Mike Brown in fourth still. Yes. He was the last one to finish nine laps. Um, and then fifth was Corey Grafunder, who did not finish nine laps. Um, I was surprised to see Haker um, as far down in the results as he yeah, was Colton last Haker. year. Uh, Colton Haker. Yeah. But I think now that he's got ATKO under his belt and he's got more time on the team and everything like that, because he was another guy that at the time when he was on the Huskies had switched from a Honda to a Husky That you know in that – that 20, 2014 to 2015. Did Honda or Kawasaki? No, he was on a he was on the JCR. Okay. He was on the he was on a Cowie, but he was on the JCR deal for a little bit. Okay. And that's where he started riding fly, and then he had his kind of like one off little Husky deal, and then he went to the full time team this year, uh, the full time Husky team this year. Um, so I think I think we should expect a lot more competition from Haker this year. So he's a guy I think that could easily be in the top three. And Graham Jarvis and Wade Young, I actually expect Wade Young to do 
I think he's a bet. There's a chance that he's going to do a little bit better because he's a little bit more younger. He's a little bit probably a little bit more aggressive and ha- seems to have a little bit more sprint speed than I think Graham Jarvis does. I know that's weird to say because Graham Jarvis is such an animal at this kind of stuff. But if you just watch the way that Graham Jarvis works, Graham Jarvis doesn't ever sprint. He doesn't ever doesn't sprint. Doesn't make mistakes. But at the same time, that's all that this is. You go watch Cody Webb and Johnny Walker last year, even though Johnny Walker was completely vomiting probably in his helmet, yeah. he was pushing. Uh, they he, were moving he was sick as a fast. Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting. It's going to be uh, you More chat Solomon. room. Get on the chat room. Yeah, no, they are. Yuha Solomon, Yuha Solomon. Um, whatever happened to Yuha Solomon? Yuha Solomon is European. He moved back, um, and he didn't. Okay. Well, yeah, he's the one who won. He came over, won the GNCC like two, three years in a row. Crazy stuff like that. Yuha Solomon. Yeah, he hasn't been back uh, in the states for a long time. He's been back in Europe and all that kinds of stuff, um, just kicking butt and taking names and having fun in life. Um, yeah, there it was. Yeah, he retired back in 2013, um, and he was the GNCC champion again. They posted that in 2016, so that was probably 2005, 2006. I think that's right because it's David Knight was 2007, 2008, back-to-back. And that's when Yuha Solomon is when GNCC racing changed because he came over here, and he didn't play the game that everybody else played where they just, like, trail rode for two hours, and then they raced the last hour. Yuha Solomon came out and raced all three hours, and that's where the evolution of who a Caleb, Caleb Russell is now, mm-hmm. where those guys are. There is 110% from day from from the the green flag. It's thanks to Yuha Solomon, um, apparently. Granted, I've never been a GNCC racer. This is all through the grapevine from talking with the guys like uh, Hoop and and, and Bolt On and stuff at all the different events. But they talk about that in motocross too. How's that? Except it's the reverse in Europe. They don't necessarily drive as hard as they can for the first 20 minutes. Then they sprint for the last 10 to get all the positions they can. And they come over here and it's sprint for 30 minutes. In our outdoors and, and our supercross, of course, for 20 laps. Right. Uh, and that's not what they used to. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Wade, Wade Young did just one Hell's Gate. And then we get terrible grammar. Yes, I will admit <laughs> Eric Kula, that is terrible grammar. Um, so, hey, it's, it's the internet. Who cares? Yeah, I know. We're fine That's with it. It's not your English teacher. Yeah. And I, you don't need me to be your English teacher. And then we go 2014. This is when we saw Cody Webb get his second win. It was his second year on the beta doing mm-hmm. that. Taylor Robert was in second, so obviously still yep. there in the top three. That was his first year on that KTM team. Um, and then we saw Grant Baylor in third. That was yep. still when he was on the KTM. I don't really think we've seen. <sighs> The, the abilities of Grant Baylor since he's been on the Yamahas. I don't know what that is. Uh, I can't speak to that. Unfortunately, I don't get a chance to talk to those guys that much and everything. Um, but it does seem like Grant Baylor just doesn't seem to perform as he well as he on, did on he the was KTM. On KTM, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the same guys in 13, you know, Webb and Robert. And only the top three guys, including Grafunder, did all eight laps. I mean, it drops off big time from there. Oh, yeah. Even Brownie only got six. Yeah. Yep. That man is amazing. 
It is, it is cool to be old and awesome. No. Experienced. And awesome? And wily. I like it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You go all the way back to 2013, even though it's been going on since like 2010. We're really kind of like focusing on what we think is going to be the competition this year. So we've got Cody Webb. Again, that's his first win. Took it away from Mike Brown. Taylor Robert in second on his Cowie. That is just crazy to think that it was that it was that long ago that he was on a Kawasaki still. Um, and that wasn't a trail bike. No, that, that was, was a modified yeah. 450KX. Yeah. And that was the year 2013. That was no, he was on his 250 because he went oh. and took his 450. I remember. Oh, shit, so. I totally it's forgot about this. So he did awesome on his Kawasaki, right? On his 250F. Loved his suspension. For some reason, I can't remember what he said. He took the suspension off of his 250F, brought that with him to Big Sky, and put it on his 450, and it sucked. And well, it's like, it's well, yeah, of course it sucked. Difference yeah, this bike's different. The torque's different. Like all that kinds of stuff. And so it was just like the funniest thing to talk to him at the bar uh, in Big Sky. Uh, you know, just complaining but about again, that. I, I, you take that. You can take that 450. And with adjustments and dra- and valving and springs and blah blah blah, make it feel like the 250. All right. If you know what you're doing, but you don't just take the suspension off. The yeah, you don't take the suspension off a 250 and put it on a 450. Although I did that. The, the <sighs> picture you put on the web of me on that PE Suzuki. That PE 250. Yeah, I went. Uh, I took my 370 suspension, put it on the PE, put the PE suspension on the 370, and sold it to a guy who raced flat track. Well, there you go. And the PE suspension was pretty pretty thin. Right. One of the things in 2013 that we didn't get to is Corey Grafunder third on a Husky before the KTM buyout because it was October yeah. 2013 is when they, they announced that uh, the guy, Stephen Pierre, yep. that even though his sports group owns KTM, but he's the CEO of KTM, you know, his sports group bought Husky and changed the name and all that stuff. So, so we really ought to put BMW there for Corey in 2013. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Grant. Okay, let's let's go with this. Eric Kudla, Grant Baylor has won three national enduros this season. Yes, Grant Baylor has won three national enduros this season. Um, Different skill set. So, and he says that because of my comments that I don't think that we've seen the capabilities of Grant Baylor like we did on the growth that we've seen in the KTM. Um, I think that here's where it is. is I think that what we were seeing with Grant Baylor on the KTMs was an awesome incline. You know, he was kind of hitting the top. I don't think he was hitting the top of that bell curve, but I think going from the KTM to the Yamahas, especially because of the fact that he was going to the four strokes, his learning curve at that point, he then hit the peak of what you would consider a bell curve, and it it started to come back down. And I think what we're starting to see now is it's finally starting to rise again for Grant Baylor. I think he's finally starting to get the bike, starting to have some, some consistencies. Now, if any of the rumors are true that Grant Baylor has kind of on again, off again with diet, and on again and off again with training and things like that, then that could be a big part of it too this year and last year and things like that, like why he's kind of, it's felt like there's been a little bit of an ebb and flow to it. But you can see that he's got that raw speed still in the National Enduros, which is tight woods, where you can see that a guy like Josh Strang 
who though has done really well and almost won a couple national enduros, hasn't won any, but he excels and has won a couple of GNCCs. I mean, they're very different styles of racing, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're much tighter when you come to the national enduros. And that's what you can see the Baylor brothers excel at anyway. They're good. You know, when you look at their XC2 racing, they're really good GNCC racers. But once they got to where they were competing against all the other guys that grew up in GNCC as well, they just didn't seem to be right there. But I think, again, Stuart Baylor, a lot of injuries um, Mm -hmm. that he's been dealing with, a lot of team changes, a lot of just trying to figure out if he wanted to run his own team, if he wanted to be super privateer, all this kinds of stuff. Um, And then you see Grant Baylor jumping on – jumping from a steel two-stroke KTM to an aluminum-framed four-stroke for Yamaha, you know, on a Yamaha. And it's it, it, very much different that, teams. That's a change. Very much different that's managers, structure, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's just... There, that, there's, it, that's not just bike change at that point. That's, that's literally... Yeah. You know, that's almost changing jobs. <laughs> he has <laughs> like to, he directions. Has to go from a twist of flex to a rigid frame. That's where he does have to make some adjustments. But if you remember, in Supercross a couple of years ago, they were talking about the Kawasaki's. They were putting Twistaflex forks on to build some, take out some of the rigidity. And we were watching Villapoto's forks literally do this in the slow-mo. So they put on a fork that had a little more give because the frame was too tight, too stiff. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe he wanted a little... Less stiff frame, and, and but to, no, to go from a twist of flex frame that's doing this in corners to one of those on rigid, purpose, on purpose, yeah. Uh, of course, then there's always the TM400 from the 70s that didn't do this, it did this, yeah. It was, and it when it, <laughs> it went when the it, whole quarter when it popped back coming out of corners, you had no idea where that bike was going to go. I called it the Widowmaker, uh, orthopedic <laughs> surgeon's best friend. But the bikes today, you know, you're either stiff, 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 stiff. Or you got a little bit of twist, and I think in the woods especially, that twist could be an advantage. But it is, you know, what I said earlier about A to B to C. If you go from a twist to flex frame to a rigid frame, that's a difference. And you can't make the rigid frame feel like the twist to flex. Right. It's probably a little easier to go the other way, but it's not the same. Speaking of the, the twist to flex frame and kind of things like that, it's, I thought it was interesting that Husky... And I didn't know if notice if KTM posted the same video or not, but Husky actually posted a video that showcases the changes in the how and how much the frame flexes. So there's the 2016 frame and then the 2017 frame, and they're two different colors, and they're showcasing how much, right? Mm-hmm. How much that they're uh, that they're flexing and how much different and I don't want to use the word more because more makes it sound like it's too flexy um, but how different they flex and I was like that's awesome because well, I think so, so many people think that they don't flex when they and they flex yeah. and they flex on purpose yeah. um, but there's a, it's a matter of gussets you know yeah. you can you can put 20 that's what we had to do on the TM400 you put 10 pounds of gussets on the bike and it quits flexing or you can put molded uh cast aluminum parts in various places like the engine itself is a wonderful device for countering twist because the engine doesn't twist right you know once you start casting aluminum that doesn't twist right um, so that's so, where you get all the like you're talking about like because the engine obviously as right. it, out of the frame but then when you bolt it to the frame that now those pieces of it, it steel it dampens, have it dampens right. the okay. twist and uh, um, 
you know, you can put cast gussets in various places, um, and and you can you can take you can take flex out. Not completely, but you can you can take flex out. Oh shit! Look at that. There you go. Yep, Steven's oh. got it. So I just think that that is awesome that they're showcasing how much it used to flex and how much it flexes now. But then at the same time, I don't know. Is it stupid to say ballsy? Like I think that you know because it's like so many people expect rigid, uh, rigid, rigid, rigidity. Oh, it's such hey. a tough word. The average rider is not going to know the difference. You'd have to be a local semi-pro or pro in motocross or in woods riding to really feel the difference. More so in motocross than in, in the woods, I bet. Was Stephen able to put that up on, on the show? Yeah, I think he was showing yep. that in the show. That's how it rolls. Never eat a banana. You see that ad? <laughs> that is this very strange ad. <laughs> what is going on in that ad? <laughs> Why does it say never eat a banana? That's so weird. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Oh, and uh, Eric Kudlin in the chat room said that you need a high five for your Coco's Corner shirt. So that was... I it purposely. That was from uh, Eric Kudla. Um, and yes... That motorhome is still showing signs of wear from driving it down the road to and from Coco's Corner. Yeah, it's not a trophy truck, but we tried. <laughs> this he, was after two hurricanes. He did pass two people, too. And we passed two other people, <laughs> and even Coco said, don't go that way. Don't go that way. You know, seven kilometers, bad. We found it. Yeah, we got it. But with that long-ass wheelbase, oop, did I say that? With that long wheelbase and those dualies, walked right over it. Blows my mind. And it, if anybody, I know we've talked about it before, but if anybody, we should have had a GoPro on the inside of that freaking RV because I was a spider monkey. Yeah, like every cabinet was open and I am like plastered on the wall. Like literally all four appendages are on something Holding it up, one of them was the pantry, and because it, it, that was before we decided to put the lock on it, uh, and that's why we put the stinking lock on yeah. it. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! I would have loved to see Alec Martin's face when we passed him on the on the road. <laughs> you know, conflict, suspensions. We got five Seattle Endurocross guys coming down to TKO. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. And I know that that's, that's a, a long, long drive because freaking uh, Brady Davis won the Badasser Award at Seatime Adventures 2.0. Uh, he was from northwest Washington, so even a, f- a little bit further northwest in Seattle, and um, drove, what, 26 to Colorado? So that's like adding another 15, mm-hmm. 12. Easily. That's a lot. That's a lot. Go I like Nashville it, though. Turn right. That's a long way. All right. <sighs> so stop by. If you, if you make TKO, stop by and tell, tell Woody hello, you know, that you saw us on, on seat time and let your friends know about it and we'll have a report after. I know. It'll be fun. So here's the deal. Yeah, we're going to try to get there sometime around dinner time on uh, Friday. Uh, That just means we have to get our butt out super early. Uh, Hopefully we can do it. Um, What I'd love is anybody 
that wants to just chat about TKO, please come find us uh, Friday night and Saturday night. Um, again, we do the photo epic every year. We put out our videos. You can uh, support Seat Time any other way just by checking those out. There's little donate buttons on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if, if you enjoy it and you've got five bucks, awesome. If you enjoy it and you don't, just share it. That's fine. That's awesome. That's, we would appreciate that as much. Yeah, look for the, the 29-foot Thor Outlaw toy hauler. Yep. With a, especially on Saturday night, whipped out looking Brian in the back. Oh, no. Look for the super <laughs> drunk guy on Saturday night because it doesn't make a difference. I'm not racing we, on Sunday. We might actually bring a few And I'm going to have some beers again. And I'm, a, I'm really upset. I uh, hope that my buddy Matthew Caraway gets better. A little shout out to him. Yeah. I'm sorry that you got hurt, dude. I was really looking forward to seeing you guys at TKO. Um, again, so get better, dude. Um, sorry that you wind up hugging a rock and getting your shit all jacked up. Never, nobody enjoys that. So what's next? Um, you also have Steve Hatch on in the guest. I agree. We've tried to have Steve Hatch on before. Yeah. It just hasn't happened. Um, it's been one of those things where we kind of text about it. It doesn't work out. We text about it. It doesn't work out. And then it's just one of those things where well, okay, well, should I keep trying? And nothing against him. I don't think he's backing out to back out. I just think it never worked out, right? So I'll get back on Steve Hatch and see if we can make that happen, especially now because he's now helping out Beta. Oh. Um, so it'd be even better if he's at TKO. I could do a little interview with him there, and we can piece that into the show after after the interview and all that kinds of stuff. So um, and if you haven't checked out, of course, our huge sponsors are awesome. They really do support the crap out of not just us but the sport. And so please... If you haven't yet, go to flyracing.com or go to even to your favorite dirt bike magazine website. If it's Dirt Rider, awesome. If it's Dirt Bike, whatever. Just go to your favorite.com for motorcycle stuff and check out the 2017 Fly Racing gear. They've got tons of awesome stuff that's going to be coming out soon. should be available at your local retailer very, very soon. If it's not there already, um, and just support those guys because they have been behind us, I mean, literally for four years we've been doing this for five. I think for four and a half years and we've been doing this for five. And so I, I just I can't say enough about those guys. I am actually going to be doing a Facebook Live event after this. Um, I'm going to do another review, um, the XC100 uh, hydration pack review that I did last week went really, really well. And I mentioned the fact that I was using my pack jack in that somebody asked me about it so i was like well sure let's just talk about the pack jack too because i've got some thoughts on it um, so we're going to be doing that on facebook live so just pay attention if you get an alert from yeah, Time facebook mine too. It was um, great. just just boop, just watch it for a little bit um share it just send it all out there of course uh kind tire at kindatire.com those guys fantastic fantastic sponsors they were they, they literally gave us a set of tires that we could give to a rider who won you know, that's awesome. Like, yeah. it's for Seat Time Adventures. And we're only hoping that that partnership can grow, that they can be more involved in the ride, and that we can get more riders, more tires for these kinds of things. So they will have uh, tires at the TKO. So if you're like I was <laughs> going into the National Enduro back in April, you can't show up at the event. You can buy new tires. You can put them on right there, or you can pay to have them put them on. I think it's like twenty bucks a tire, thirty bucks a tire, something. I mean, it's it's reasonable. I think it was right? twenty. It's reasonable for sure. If if it's just like if you're worrying about something else and you don't have the time to deal with it, I it, dude, let them do it. Let them fill with it. You go keep working on your bike, keep hydrating, keep whatever, and and make sure you have a good time. Uh, SRTOffRoad.com. They're going to be there. They're going to have all the accessories you're going to need to make sure that your bike is protected. If you have not protected your motorcycle and you're competing at the TKO, that is dumb. Period. I just replaced. Ah, um, oh, you're right, Mark Cock. It's Rodney Smith that's with Beta, not Steve Hatch. 
Oh. Yeah. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I know. Whatever. That, but that's the same era because weren't they both on National Enduro champions like back to back, back to back, like go, on Suzuki's? I believe. I know Hatch was. And then he went to Yamaha for a while. Because we were the National Enduro in Louisiana, which was the Cajun Classic still way back then. Remember that old parking lot we used to park in before we started going to mm-hmm. the Fort Polk base and stuff? Think, and Rodney won that one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he did. Um, Didn't he ride for Ken M for a while? Oh, that I don't know. Oh, well. And, and so Sometimes please go check out SRT Off-Road. You want to order all that stuff now. I did notice that the new Ibex tire is available there if you want to pick that up. Um, I don't know if they're going to have that one specifically at the TKO. I really hope they do. It would make sense for them to have it there. But it, it could be that they've just got to have so many for Atlanta Endurocross for all their riders and stuff. So, you know, pay attention to that. Have fun. Just keep kicking butt. So remember, we're still going to be doing all kinds of media for the event so if you see anything you enjoy it please remember to like it share it comment on it just go crazy with it um, because honestly in this day and age everything has an algorithm built into it and any kind of attribution to it helps it get to more people so I, it may be like oh that's cool and you just want to pass it up don't do you know give us a comment give us a like uh, on YouTube subscribe to us all that kinds of weird stuff really does help us just kind of in all of the rankings and, uh, and, that, and that way we can wind up doing more with this channel, um, this process down the line. Because yeah, there's a lot more on the website than Brian's able to even hope to present on the show. There's yeah. a lot of things on the website. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, if, you, if you're interested, tune in here, probably about 15, 20 minutes to, uh, to Facebook. We're going to be going live there with the Pack Jacket Review. And if this is archived, then just go check it out on YouTube. It'll be posted there in the next couple days. Remember that you can subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, and Stitcher as well. If you just want audio only as a podcast, do that. I just wanted to say thanks again to Barry for being in the chat room. Love that you're tuning into the show, man. That's uh, Stokes. Uh, would love to see you guys again in April next year. I just don't know if that's going to be a thing or not right now. Shit's a little weird. But other than that, thank you very much for paying attention to Seat Time. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Seat Time. We're on Twitter. It's uh, at Seat Time underscore CEO on Instagram. It's at Seat Time. And you can find us on YouTube and just give us a subscribe there. Thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you much to Papa Pierce for putting me on a dirt bike at the age of five and uh, taking us to the places that we're at now. It's been one hell of a ride, and obviously I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, TKO. I'm going to go through on some of the amateurs. Obviously, we've got some great more information going on there. And then, of course, we've got uh, Endurocross coming up. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. talking to Eric Pernard, Sean Finley, um, and Lance over there at Endurocross to kind of see what should we sh- what we should start to expect for Atlanta Endurocross. And remember, after that, we'll see you next week. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Take care. Peace. <laughs>